Welcome back to the Prep Talk. As you can tell, we are doing things a little differently this week. We weren't entirely sure that we love the orchestral vintage sound of the intro music from the first two episodes. So this week we're going to try this little jazzy number. Of course, let us know what you think because we're not entirely sure how it's coming off to the greater public. However, you know, we just want to make sure that it works. Okay, so <laughs> we're just going to dive on in. Um, this week's episode deals with networking, right? So not too long ago, I attended the Austin Startup Crawl. It's a week-long event that happens twice a year. And the whole week is comprised of mixers, job fairs, talks, and it culminates in the startup crawl. So it's kind of like a pub crawl, but you know, with startups and entrepreneurial types. All the newest businesses open their doors, they've got beer and food, and essentially throw a citywide party with the newest entrepreneurs. It's great because you get to mingle with the employees, the CEOs, and investors in a low-stress social situation. I also recently got plugged into the meetup scene around town. A friend of mine is on the job hunt, and I've joined her as trusty wing lady to a couple of these events. Um, since both of these events, the startup crawl and the meetups, involve quite a bit of networking, we thought it would be a great topic for this episode of the Prep Talk. Now, there are startup crawls in most of the major cities across the country. They host them in Minneapolis, Seattle, Boston, Denver, you know, among many, many others. Um, so basically, you can just Google startup crawl and then, of course, insert your city there and something should come up. As far as meetups are concerned, the best resource that I found is meetup.com. And you can find all sorts of groups ranging from purely social to business oriented. I found groups such as salsa dance meetups, the inventopreneurs. I always have to sound that one out. Um, from kitchen table to national distribution, I'm sure you can imagine what that one's about. Uh, a social anxiety meetup, fit club, and digital jobs meetups. Anyhow, that's all to say that they have meetups for everything, and it's a good way to meet people and network. So sign up and get involved. Okay, because some people are better at networking and small talk, more so than others, we compiled a list of 10 ways to rock at networking. We also split them up. They got a little long, so we're going to split the 10 up between two episodes. So episode three will include number one through five, and of course, episode four will include six through 10. All right, so here we go. Number one, research that event. You want to have some idea of the people you will be encountering, so get on that computer and Google it. In the instance of the startup crawl, I wanted to know some of the companies involved make sure I hit the venues that I was most interested in instead of learning about them after the crawl ended and totally kicking myself for not having known about them beforehand. It's also nice to go to these kinds of events with 
a like-minded friend because you can double up on your research efforts. Because I went with my friend David, he found out about a couple of new companies that I had no clue um, about previously and was really excited to learn about them and meet some of the people who worked there. You can also hop on to LinkedIn to scope out specific people. Um, if there's a certain position, such as head of sales or the HR manager or the founder that you'd like to connect with, then get on LinkedIn and figure out their name. You can also see their profile picture, so when you're scanning the room, you can pick them out in the crowd. It's also helpful to quickly scan the profile or work history. This will give you some conversational fodder for when you do speak with them. You know, you can say something like, oh, I heard you started out delivering singing telegrams. What was that like? Uh, do you remember any of them? Uh, not that I would ever ask you to launch into song, but I, you know, I was just curious. And if the person you're talking to puts you on the spot and wants to know how you found out this tidbit from their history, absolutely tell them you check them out on LinkedIn. It's a public profile related to business and they'll appreciate your due diligence. And they'll most likely be flattered. Seriously, fess up. It's not creepy, <laughs> but, but if you don't fess up, then yeah, that's a little creepy. So you better just go ahead and reveal your sources. Number two, figure out your angle before you go. Before you head to your networking event, decide how you want to fill out this following sentence. Hello, I'm, fill in your name here, and I do XYZ. It could be Stephen Thompson who does furniture design or Molly Carpenter who works in the tech sector. It can change for each event you attend, but try to figure out your angle before you go. It'll help you make targeted connections. If your line stays consistent, then other guests will help you make those connections because it'll stick in their heads better that you're, you know, Stephen Thompson high-end furniture extraordinaire. And if furniture making comes up in a new conversation that evening, they'll come seek you out or make introductions. Whatever you do, try not to jump around with your angle too much. A while ago, I, I was at an event, and in the middle of figuring out my career change, I introduced myself as being in sales to some groups and as being in public relations to others. When two of those groups converged, it became rather awkward when I got called out on it by someone saying, oh, uh, Rachel, I thought you were in sales, not PR. Um, did I hear that incorrectly? Yeah, and then I had to explain my career indecision and thus came off slightly lost and very indecisive, which, come on, I was at the time, but did not want new acquaintances to know that. Needless to say, I didn't make any meaningful connections that day. So wrapped up within number two of figure out your angle is don't be afraid to make it known why you're there. We'll call this one two point B. Know your angle, but also let other people know about that. If you're looking for a new job, let people know by saying something casual like, hey, I'm I'm looking to switch things up a bit and maybe change companies. If you know anyone looking for data analysts, uh, please do let me know. 
very casual. Just throw it in. It, it doesn't make you come off as needy or insecure or anything. It's just like, hey, this is the way it is. I'm looking for a job change and I'm just letting people know. I'm just testing the waters here. All right, so number three, bring cards. They can be business cards, or if you are looking for new employment, you'll want to leave those current company cards at home and invest in some old-fashioned calling cards. Something simple with your name, your phone number, an email address. That's it. You can even add a web address to your LinkedIn profile or some personal website information if you want, but it's not necessary. You can order a small number of them for relatively cheap at, say, Staples or Vistaprint or my personal favorite website for inexpensive but good quality cards, which you can find at Moo.com. You'll want your new connections to be able to contact you afterwards. As you're parting conversational ways, be sure to exchange cards to follow up. There's a general rule of 72 hours after the meeting in which to follow up, um, but I've sent folks an email to follow up after that 72-hour time slot, but really try not to wait more than a week to reach out. When you do follow up, you basically want to say something simple like, it was a pleasure to meet you at the digital jobs meetup, and then you can reference anything you talked about in person, such as, you know, I hope you had a great time on your scuba diving trip, or I enjoyed talking with you about quilting the other day. Um, would you be interested in meeting up for coffee and chatting about it further? You know, like whatever you have to say or write down to continue the dialogue. Super easy. All right, so number four. So if you're heading to an event full of people that have a specific interest or background that's not familiar to you, you can, of course, catch up on all of the Prep Talk episodes, but, shameless plug, but you can also research that lingo. So if you're heading to a meeting full of astronauts, where in which they ask each other, what missions have you been on? Versus, what kind of trips have you been on? It just sounds like you don't have any clue about their profession if you ask them, what kind of trips have you been on? But if you, again, ask, hey, what missions have you been on? Then it clues them in to the fact that you know a little bit about where they're coming from. And you don't sound <clears throat> like such an idiot, <laughs> which occasionally I, you know, everybody does. But um, if people think you have a little knowledge of their field, they tend to let themselves speak more freely and get excited about sharing their passion with you. Otherwise, if you have absolutely no background with your field, people tend to geek out on you less and they'll hold back for fear of alienating their listeners, which of course is polite of them. However, if people get excited about sharing information with you and you're a good listener, they will remember you fondly and bam, you've made a new friend and you can now network with the best of them. Which brings me to the final pregame tip, number five, let's keep the focus on them. Studies have been done in the past that show people tend to think more favorably about people who show genuine interest in the other person and who listen really well 
more so than the people who talk incessantly. Well, I'm sure there are studies, but truth be told, I couldn't find any official studies, so maybe I'm just thinking of the following story. A young lady was taken to dinner one evening by a gentleman named William Gladstone, who was a well-known orator and a British prime minister back in the day. So this lady goes out to dinner with him one evening, and the following night, she attended a dinner seated next to Benjamin Disraeli, who was a rather flamboyant British parliamentary member. So when this young lady was asked about the two dinners, she replied, quote, when I left the dining room after sitting next to Mr. Gladstone, I thought he was the cleverest man in England. But after sitting next to Mr. Disraeli, I thought I was the cleverest woman in England, end quote. So keep that attention on the other person and surely you will be remembered fondly. All right, so that is it for part one of our 10 steps to networking. Next week, we'll reveal the last five ways to network like a pro. So to recap, one through five, we have number one, research that event. What's it about and who's attending? Number two, pre-game that angle. Why, hello, I'm John Smith, who does XYZ? Number three, duh, bring business cards and follow up. Number four, check out the lingo so you sound like you know what you're talking about, even if it's just a little. And finally, number five, keep the focus on the other person. We'll see you next week for the remaining six through 10 tips on networking. And that's it for us at The Prep Talk. Good luck out there. Cheers.